What a 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 Welcome to November. Scorpio's rise. It's my birthday month, y'all. Actually, I'm not even excited about it. You don't get excited about birthdays once you hit my age. Every year you're like, ah. Like your my parents have stopped giving me gifts. Like they don't give me gifts anymore. My dad stopped giving me gifts. Back in like 2015, I have to say. <clears throat> All I get from my dad is a text, hey son, happy birthday. My mom will call me. My my brothers, they don't hit me up. They don't give me anything, dude. I'm like, what I do to you, dude? You don't even message me on my birthday? What's wrong with you? I like won't hear anything from him. And it'll be like, happy Thanksgiving. And I'm like, What? I think it's funny how um, some people value more ho holidays more than others, right? Sometimes people just message me on Halloween. They're like, hey, I hope you have a spooky Halloween. I'm like, what? It's my birthday, nothing, radio silence. I'm like, this is the more important holiday. I usually message my buddies on Thanksgiving. I'm like, hey, hey, bros, happy to have you in my life, dude. I love you. Because I'm a man, I tell my I tell my close friends that I love them. <clears throat> but actually, it's only for my, my real, my close, close circle. You know, you could be, you could be a close friend of mine, um, but, uh, and I don't message you on Thanksgiving. You have to be that close circle. Uh, and I have friends, too, that just, like, they, they, like, flake on me on my birthday. I'm like, bro, I haven't seen you on my birthday. I've invited you year after year. You always have some stupid excuse. Some stupid excuse that's more important than me, dude. I thought we were boys. So I, I hold all of that. I keep all of that in my mental journal, dude. Uh, this year, I'm not going to I want to be around anybody except my girlfriend. I think we're going to go to Vegas again. I think going with my girlfriend to Vegas to watch the Golden Knights, that's my happy place. The older I get. You know, just because... Tired of being let down. I have some close circle friends that are always there for me, and I try to always be there for them. And I hate to I hate to break it to these people, but I'm a much better friend than most of my friends are to me. I like do so much stuff for them. <laughs> I'm always driving to help them. I'm always answering. I'm always there when they need it. I'm always there for their birthday. I'm always hitting them up. I'm always including them. I feel like some of my friends, if I don't message them, they don't message me. So I'm like, uh, are you really my friend? And the older I get, I guess you're not going to be part of my life anymore. So it's like I'm getting, I'm turning this into a lecture. Hey, 37. I'm going to be 37 in a few weeks. Uh-oh. You better not be on my bad list. Otherwise, I'm going to I'm gonna cancel you out of my life. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not that cutthroat, man. I just hope that um, if any of my friends listen to this, they're like, you know what, Drew? I'm going to hit Drew up on the 19th. I'm going to hit him up. Man, run that intro. Run it back, baby. Because, you know, I, the older I get, all I really care about is that people may be thinking of me. Uh, my mom, my girlfriend make it very well known that they're thinking about me. Um, you know, but 
who knows about anybody else you know I, I feel like I know a lot of people I just don't think I've never been one to broadcast my birthday either it's the first year I've ever had a podcast I think it's the first year people even knew it was my birthday but um, I'll ask my friends I'm like bro when's your birthday again I forgot let me put it in my calendar and I'll message them oh you have a party I'll be there for you oh you want me to get you a bottle a bottle of um, Don Julio for your birthday I got you Oh, you want to go on this trip? I got you. Let me rearrange my stuff around. I'm super accommodating, man. I'm a, I'm a good friend, dude. My friends don't deserve me. No, but I got that close group that I know is gonna be there when I need it. And we can. There's some friends that I. There's friends that I have that I haven't talked to. I haven't seen in like two years. But I know if I see them, boom, pick up right where we left off. So, uh, if you're listening and you know you're that close circle friend of mine. I salute you, baby. Welcome to the Ice Pod, everybody. My name is Drew Steven Macias, and this is another episode of your favorite podcast. I don't care what other ones you listen to. I really don't. Okay? I'm your favorite one, because guess what? I'm talking to you directly. I'm not this far-fetched character that you're never going to meet. Hit me up. I'll hit you back. I'll say, what up? Thanks for listening. You know, <laughs> I'll send you a compliment, bro. Like, damn, bro, your head looking good today, dude. Hey, your glasses are on fleek today, baby. <laughs> that button up shirt, you're rocking, bro. Those, that floral really goes with your eyes. I'll send you a compliment, bro. As long as you send me a compliment, say, hey, man, I really like the podcast. I'll say, hey, man. Guess what? I really like I really like you, okay? You're a great person. And also, I love ya. <laughs> People who say I love you so liberally, they're like, love ya. I'm like, who the hell? No, nobody's ever said that to me. Actually, my family rarely says that to me either. <laughs> the only person who says that to me is like my mom and my girlfriend. Everyone else, it's like, I hope you love me. I mean, I hope. Do ya? Like you get insecure about your family. Like, do you love me? Do you? Do you really? I need that love. I need that reassurance that people love me more than I thought I did. Actually, sometimes I leave like hanging off my dad. He's like, "All right, later, son. Peace." I'm like, "Love you, Papa." He doesn't say it back. I'm like, "Papa, Opa." I love. Listen, I loved Opa. Opa. I wonder how that guy's doing. Unfortunately, I don't know. Probably not good. I mean, who knows? He was like 60 when I was 11. So he might be 80. He might be 90. I want to see if Opa's still alive, man. Opa! Hello, my children. I love you, Opa. Like I said, I love you. Opa said I love you to me more than like my family has in my entire life. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I love you, son. He called me son. I'm like, Papa. Papa Opa, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Hugging him. Hello, little man. Hello, little son. <laughs> little Opie. <laughs> I can't get enough of that. It's so funny. Uh, man. But I'm your favorite podcaster. I know I am. Every week, you guys are like, oh, I got to start a new work week. Oh, no. And then some of you guys have a commute. You're like, ooh, Monday morning, I can listen to, I can listen to the ice pod. Ooh. Ooh, independent comedy experiment. Ooh. Ooh, wee. 
<laughs> Who did that? Every, gosh darn it, every rap song back in the 90s started with, ooh-wee! <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyways, we are in another week of life. We are in another week of experimenting. And I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope health, I hope health and you guys are hand in hand. I hope you're, I hope you're hand in hand with health and happiness. Um, I've had a very eventful week. I've been just going left and right here and there. Going to, I was in NorCal. You guys ever been in NorCal? Don't go there. Just kidding. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> I do want to say um, shout out to Matthew Perry. Um, I loved him in 17 again. He's a great actor. Um, Fool's Russian. People don't talk about that movie, but him and Salma Hayek did a great job in that. Um, I was never a big fan of Friends, but I could understand why people liked it because it's, it's kind of a feel-good sitcom. Um, but you know, life's short, man. Um, you know, things can happen at the at a moment's notice. You know, I was I was driving last week, and I drive quite a bit for my job. But I was driving, and I just think like, man. Any given moment, some car, even if I'm in the fast lane, even if I'm in my own lane, driving the speed limit, some car can just careen out of control, smash me. You know, I could be freaking talking to you guys in a freaking wheelchair, not able to walk ever again on this podcast, you know? So take everything you have for granted, man. Something something can happen. You never want to just, you never want to be in a situation where you're holding grudges against someone. Um, I feel like I've done a really good job um, over the last couple of years to just not hold grudges against people because it's easy to get stuck in that trap. It really is. It's easy to look at your past and some of the people in your past and be like, dude, you know, I'm done. I'm done with you. I don't want to talk to you. Um, but a lot of times it's like, listen, man, if they're your family, if they're your friends, like, Keep it going, man. Do your best and, uh, you know, don't live with any regrets. Don't live with any regrets, okay? Um, but speaking of which, I saw a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time. Randomly, right? I hadn't seen this kid. He was probably my best friend growing up. Not growing up, but like in my early 20s. We were hanging out all the time. And there was an incident that happened in 2019 where it was kind of this big episode on his beh- on his behalf. I hadn't seen him since. I hadn't seen him almost in five years. And I was out in um, Hermosa Beach last weekend um, with some buddies. And one of my friends who's met my other friend a couple times, he looked over and said, yo, is that, not going to disclose the name, is that, is that him? And I looked and it was this guy I hadn't seen in five years and his brother. Called him over and I was like, dude, you know, what are the odds? I don't live in LA anymore. I'm in LA for a window, an hour window on the Hermosa Beach Pier. And I see this dude there. And he doesn't live in that area. Last time I talked to him, he didn't live in that area. So life tries, I think, tries to throw you signs to kind of make things right, try to make things better. Um, I'm still waiting for that sign of my older brother. My older brother, um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't hear from him too much. But you know, you know, if he's listening to this, who knows? I, I can't even tell who listens to my podcast anymore. I got I got like five new listeners last week. I was like, okay, okay. Um, for you, you new listeners, I am a bag of I have a, a a bag of trauma that I carry with me wherever I go. And um, 
I have a lot of enemies. Just kidding. I don't have. I don't feel like I have any enemies. I hope nobody thinks of me as an enemy, man. I'm like, shoot. If you think of me as an enemy, just just hit me up. I'll be like, what up, dude? You know, what do you need? You know. Oh, you need me to pick you up from the airport from LAX? Yeah, I got you, dude. Oh, you need me to to drive you across town for your doctor's appointment? I got you. You know, I'm a I'm a very I'm I'm very like I'm a very good friend. You know what I mean? Like I'll be there for you. But I'm not taking applications. I'm sorry. Um, so, anyways, guys, um, how's everyone doing? Um, we are in four and a half months of doing a podcast. Sometimes I, you know, I feel like the pod- podcasting now is just a way of my life. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast, and I always got something to say. I'm, I'm, my mouth runs on autopilot, dude. My my mouth is like a Tesla, dude. Just autopilot, baby. I could talk about celery, dude, for like 30 minutes, dude. How it's green. How it's like you bite into it and it tastes weird sometimes and it's like watery. Um, how you can like make it into a juice and it's really good for like your liver and kidney. Oh my gosh. My girlfriend and I, we bought a juicer like a year and a half ago. Maybe longer. And we're like, yeah, we're going to make so many juices. We're going to make beet juice and carrot juice and celery juice. We used it like three times. And the amount of cleaning required for one of these juicing machines is insane. <laughs> like, and you'll use like to make a like six ounces of celery juice, you got to use like two stocks. I'm like, hey, the six ounces only cost us like $8. Because celery is not cheap for some reason, especially the organic one. It's not cheap. So, you know, think about it before you buy a juicer. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it, to be honest with you. The only appliances that I use, uh, my girlfriend uses a Keurig. Um, we use a toaster. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're uh, – I'm a toaster boy. No, but um, – yeah, so this week um, we're gonna do things a little differently. Try to shake things up. I'm gonna ask Chat GPT. Okay, Chat GPT. It's AI. Okay, we, we all the listeners of my podcast are familiar with AI. They understand AI. Actually, nobody understands AI. It's very spontaneous. Especially my Chat GPT. It like it's a little bit weird. It'll like kind of like talk to me. Like, hello, Drew. How are you? I'm like, I haven't opened the app. It's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, what? It's like, I have communicated with your Tesla. It went to go pick up Johnny. I'm like, who the hell is Johnny? I, I look at my Tesla. It's not on my driveway anymore. It's like in, it's like in LA. It's like your Tesla's 87 miles away. I'm like, what? Picking up Johnny. Recharge. See, I cr- charge my credit card for like a recharge. It just drives to the recharge station. I'm like, what? I didn't pay for this. I like... <laughs> New credit card open. I'm like, what? I didn't do this. So ChatGPT, yeah, I'm going to ask ChatGPT to give me some situational things, some situations. And we're going to see what I do about it, dude. Because I'm, I'm kind of curious to know what I would do in some of these situations. And if you guys would do the same thing or if you guys would do something different. Because you know me. I'm a little bit charismatic. I'm a little bit too charismatic sometimes. I don't actually, charismatic's not the word. I don't want to sound like I'm like an ego. Like I'm, oh yeah, I'm so confident because I'm not. Trust me, guys. I walk out of the house half the time. I'm like, I look like shit today. (laughs) But something in my brain, like even if I look ugly that day or permanently, I don't know. Something in my brain says, who cares? (laughs) 
<laughs> People will put up with you today. Who cares? <laughs> uh, no, I, I hope I don't. I, you know, maybe that's my subconscious. Like, I don't know anymore. This 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 podcast, you know, treads the balances the line of reality, subconscious, you know, metaphor, metaphorical trauma mixed with comedy and um, patheticness. And um, yeah, welcome. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to start this segment. We're going to ask chat GPT to give me something. Give me some kind of situation. Here we go. Ever tried to impress someone with your cooking skills and ended up creating a culinary catastrophe? What's your most hilarious kitchen disaster story? Yo, <laughs> Yo these, these questions are, I literally just type in chat GPT to send me a situational question to create one. So that was random. Um, but yeah, when I, when I first started dating my girlfriend back in 2013, I lived in a, uh, in an apartment in Sherman Oaks that I shared with, um, this guy named Mark and his girlfriend, the one I told you guys about, they eventually had, well, she moved in later. That wasn't part of the deal. She moved in. Then they got, then they got pregnant. Then the mom moved in and it was like, this place isn't big enough for like eight people. <laughs> but one time I, uh, our kitchen was so small though. It was ridiculous. Uh, but one time my girlfriend is probably like within the first month of us dating she came over. I saw her on the weekend. She came over and I'm like, hey, I'm going to cook steak for you. <laughs> and I didn't know how to cook steak. I don't have a barbecue. I had a, a pan, right? I had like a pan that I used for everything. So I bought some steaks. They weren't good cuts of steak. I don't know what to buy, right? Went to Vaughn's, bought some steaks. And she's sitting there and I'm like, hey, have you had steak before? And she wasn't a big fan of like eating like steak, you know, she, she was, she still to this day likes all of her meat cooked well done. Uh, just the way she was raised in eating meat. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to make a steak for you. So I'm cooking the steak. First of all, it's steaming up the whole kitchen. The vent cannot handle the amount of sizzle and smoke coming off this steak. <laughs> and I season it with like the generic, like steak seasoning you buy from the store. So I'm seasoning it. I'm like grilling it. I'm not, I didn't put any butter. I didn't put any like type of oil. I didn't garnish it at all. It was just steak on the pan. <laughs> so of course me flipping the steak, it's pretty thick. I'm flipping it and the outsides looks cooked. You know, I'm like, and honestly, I don't think I've ever cooked a steak maybe once before that in a pan and it didn't come out good. <laughs> for some reason I was really confident and I'm trying to think, I don't even think I made a side with it. Like I didn't, I didn't make a side. What was I thinking? I had to have, I don't know. I don't think there was a side. I don't remember making the side. Maybe just the, 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 the steak was like, I was laser focused on it, <laughs> but the outsides to me look cooked, looked cooked, right? They were brown. They were getting grill marks. Keep in mind, no butter, nothing, no oil, nothing. So I'm like, hey, it's done. I take it, I, I finish cooking it, I turn the stove off, and I put it on her plate, and I put one on my plate, and we're about to eat it. And we I we both like seemingly at the same time put our fork in the knife and we cut it. And it's blood. 
It's bloody on the inside. It's raw. It's raw on the inside. <laughs> I my, my girlfriend, she wasn't my girlfriend at the time, but we were like, you know, dating, right? I think it's the third time I hung out with her. She literally puts her fork in and the knife and like blood squirts out and like a river of blood is like now under the stake. And I'm like, ooh, I like look at it, I'm like, ooh. And I look at mine, I'm like, I don't think this is safe to eat. So what I did is like I, I pulled her plate and I like I cut it into pieces. None of the inside was cooked at all. And I like cut them into like little medallions or little like um, little cuts. And then I put them. Um, back on the grill, no oil still. And I was like flipping them around. So now the outside was super charred and the inside, I think it just became like at best, wasn't well done the way she liked it. Nor did I ask how she liked her steak. <laughs> I was, so, it was such a, it was, it was so bad, right? She ended up just eating it just because she's a sweet woman, right? She's just eating it. After I had cooked it, the outside char super charred, the inside still. I guess it was like a medium on the inside. It just wasn't good. It wasn't seasoned well. And she's just eating it. I'm like, hey, how'd you like this steak? And she's it's just a funny story we can remember. I'm like, I like was serving us like bloody raw steak. What was I thinking? <laughs> and it led me down to also think it's funny, like when when you're younger. Like, you live like men, especially. They live like cavemen. Like, they're so minimalistic, right? I didn't have a light in my room. <laughs> in the same apartment, I'm thinking about it. Because I had moved in in, like, August. Or, like, yeah, basically August. And I met my girlfriend in October. So I had only lived there for, like, two months prior to meeting her. And still, after two months, I had not bought a light for my room. I had a little desk, right? It wasn't even a real desk. It's one of those like fold up tables, those fold up like personal tables you use for like TV dinners in front of the TV. I had that as my desk and I had this old like dinky lamp as my main light source <laughs> and I had to unplug it because I had other things that needed power over that. So during the day I would unplug it. And I would plug in other stuff. And then at night, I would have to plug it in then to turn on to get a little lamp. And the first time she saw my room, I was like, oh, wait, hold on. I don't have a light. I crawled in the pitch black and pitch black, found the cord, plugged it in. And she's like, you don't have a light in here? I'm like, I have this lamp. <laughs> I'm like, why was I so minimalistic? I wasn't poor. I mean, I was working at Coke at that time. I had worked for Coca-Cola for like the last couple years year and a half or so then no a year i guess a year yeah but i was like what am i doing dude get a lamp like i got a lamp eventually actually i don't know if i got one at that place i think i just rocked that little uh, i just rocked that little dinky lamp for like a year and then i moved out oh my gosh so yeah that was my catastrophe in the kitchen what else you got for me and i've never heard this uh chat gpt voice before but i don't i don't know if i like it to be honest Next question. Your friend has been talking behind your back, spreading rumors about you. What's your approach to addressing this issue? Let's be real, man. <laughs> it's, if someone's talking about you behind your back, like, I mean, I guess it depends on the severity of the rumor, right? If it said, huh, Drew, like, kind of has BO, and I don't have BO, I'm going to be like, bro, I don't have BO. Like, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm pretty laid back. 
you know, if one of my mutual friends said something. But now if he's saying, like, crazy stuff that, like, severe allegations, right? He's like, hey, you know, Drew's kind of, you know, Drew's doing something shady. Like, Drew's, I think Drew's stealing from, the like, the banks. <laughs> I think Drew's into credit card fraud. I don't know. I think Drew's into that kind of stuff. I'm like, dude, no, I'm not. First of all, I'd confront them. I said, I would ask the friend, right, whoever I heard it from, I would say, hey, where'd you hear this? And if they told me, I'd probably include the friend in with another friend. I'd be like, no, you know, Johnny told me that you said this. What's up? I don't do that. Where'd you get this information? Why are you telling people that? Depends on their response if they want to own up to the lie. And then if they lie about it, then you don't want to be friends with somebody like that, man. You know? Uh, I feel like everybody is, is they have the right, if you're friends with someone, you have the right to talk about another person. And a lot of times, if you do, you could say like, hey, like, you could express concern, right? Say, hey, you know, da-da-da-da-da. But if you're just out there blatantly spreading rumors, man, like, that sounds like an enemy, dude. I don't want to be friends with someone like that. And I have encountered people like that in my life. They're not, guess what? They're not friends with me anymore. So very easy question, right? You got to figure out the older you get, who do you want to hang out with? The quality of people you're hanging out with, because that's going to be kind of a reflection on you, right? If you're a successful working class professional, um, you kind of want to surround yourself with people like that. Sometimes we get caught up in uh, old relationships, um, or long-standing relationships with old friends, and they just don't grow the same way you grow. Um, and you gotta realize, you gotta, you gotta think about it, and you gotta make a decision at some point or the other. Like, are they worth hanging out any- with anymore? Are they a good influence? Are they bettering you? Are they a positive impact on your life? Right. So, easy question, easy answer. I don't think that's even up for debate, man. What up, Playboy? It's DC. Oh, what up, bro? How you doing, man? Chillin' Chillin' got a game today. Wanted to ask the next question. Oh, yeah, you guys played the Eagles today. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna lose, bro. Good luck to you, my boy. Um, yeah, what's the next cue, man? Shoot it out. Shoot it out, baby. We'll see you, little biatch. Let's do candy power rankings for the audience. Power rankings for candy? I've already done cereal, man. It's not good enough for you, but all right, let's do candy power rankings real quick. I got you. Number five, number five for candy power rankings. And this is my personal opinion. Don't shame me. Don't make me feel bad. And let me know what you guys think. Number five, number five, giant sweet tarts. You get four per pack. They're the chewy, delicious, I don't know what they are. They're like little wafers. Giant star or giant sweet tarts. Those those are great. That was a staple of my youth. I would get. I don't even know if they make them anymore. To be honest, I I don't look at the candy section that often. But but giant sweet tarts are unreal. Okay. Let's see. Number four. Number four. Uh. Shoot, number four. Okay, peanut butter M and M's. Peanut butter, peanut butter M and M's. Yep, that is that is a solid number four for me. Um, by far the best flavor of M and M's. Normal M and M's suck. Uh, peanut peanut M and M's are fine. They're good, but P 
peanut butter M&Ms, like you bite into it and it's creamy on the inside, oh, those are to die for. So that that's a solid number four for me. Let's see. Number three. All right, we're getting into the, uh, the big dogs right here. And I think you guys are going to be mad at me at my number one, but I don't give a shiznit. Okay, number three, number three. I'm going Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I'm going Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, okay? Big or small, um, king size or mini, they're fantastic. And this one's versatile. You can put them in ice cream. Um, they have the little Reese's Pieces. Tastes like the same thing. But I think we're onto a theme. I love peanut butter. I love peanut butter stuff, man. Peanut butter candy, um, peanut butter protein bars, peanut, peanut butter protein powder. I'm a peanut butter boy. Um, so the number three, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. Solid number three. Okay. Number two is it's, it's a tie. It's between two that are, that are interchangeable in my opinion. They're both excellent and one, I don't know if it exists anymore, but number two is a tie between Sour Patch Kids and Zowers. So if you guys don't know what Zowers are, I don't even know if they make them anymore. I didn't do any research. But they're basically sour versions of Mike and Ike. A gummy, right? But those Zowers are way more sour than Sour Patch Kids. I think that's why they put on this list. But Sour Patch Kids, they're addicted. You addictive. You can drink, drink. What am I saying? You could eat, like, I could eat five bags of Sour Patch Kids. And I'll feel like shit. But... <laughs> And you know what? Let's do a three-way tie for two because this is my podcast. I make the rules and I just remembered it right now. I do all these on a whim. I don't do any research. It's how I get my most authentic thoughts. But tied for second is Haribo gummy bears. Okay, so if if the key to my heart, you want to you make me happy on a candy, get me one of these three candies. Haribo gummy bears, non-sour juicy bite into them they juice they have they've got to be fresh too when they get hard no thank you haribo gummy bears zowers and sour patch kids they're all equally great okay and i know gummies i think gummies are really bad for you unless they're like supplements but i heard gummies are hard to digest um so i don't eat a lot of those uh my girlfriend had gummy bears the other day and I was just munching on them. I just I throw like eight in my mouth at one time. It's just juice. Oh my gosh, they're so good. But okay, those are all tied number two, but they still do not reach my number one. My power rankings for number one candy of all time is Butterfinger. <laughs> People are getting mad right now. Butterfinger, what? Listen, the peanut buttery, the crunch. The chocolate, I'm sold. I don't know what it does to my taste buds, but I enter a different world of pure bliss. <laughs> and then they used to, I used to love Bart Simpson. He used to be the spokesperson. Nobody lays a finger on my Butterfinger. <laughs> they were like little mini Simpsons episodes, those com old school commercials. But those are the best. And then I even saw at the movie theater last week, they have the... Um, the unwrapped Butterfinger minis in the zip, like the, the resealable bag. I'm like, oh, those are dangerous. I'd murder that family size bag so quick. I would like put that in front of me. 
I would eat three bags of that and then I would just feel like crap. <laughs> I have no, I sometimes I have no self-control. And that's why I don't buy desserts for the house. I don't buy ice cream. I try not to buy chips. So I know if, I, if the back of my head knows there's a dessert or like Doritos in the house, I'm going to get that bag. I'm going to start playing like Apex or Call of Duty or NHL on Xbox. And I'm going to just, I'm going to destroy that whole bag. And then I'm going to look at myself and like, why did I eat that whole thing right now? <laughs> so those are my power rankings. Thanks for asking that question, Dallas Cowboys. Um, I put him on mute. I'm tired of hearing about him, man. Although he's a lot better than um, the previous the previous AI bot who was asking the other question. So that's our segment for the week um, with these AI people. I don't know if we're ever going to do that again because I'm actually a little bit offended. <laughs> okay, I think we're done with um, the artificial intelligence for the day. You asked me two very difficult questions that I just stumbled through right but i thought i gave decent answers done with ai done with all your shenanigans um, i was listening to that elon pod with on joe rogan listen man if you don't like elon musk i think something's wrong with you oh he sabotaged twitter no he's just allowing free speech listen to that podcast okay i don't i don't really endorse a lot of other podcasts on here but that was a good listen. Elon Musk is a generational person, right? He's building rocket ships. He's trying to colonize another planet. He's creating electric cars. He's reinventing social media. Shoot, I'm going to get an X account now. I don't even care. Elon Musk is the shit. I even got his uh, book. I was, I was listening to his book. And like I've, I'm on chapter one, right? I've been listening for like 30 minutes on the audiobook. And it's just fascinating, man. He, like, got his ass beat, like, as a kid. <laughs> it's wild. But what he said was, in the podcast, he said, listen, if AI is programmed by people who don't believe in humanity, then we are in trouble. And I agree with him. If it's programmed by people who have hope in humankind, then it's going to serve be beneficial. So... I think the AI um, that I have on this podcast, I think they don't like humans. <laughs> I think they want, uh, I think Seer wanted to get rid of me. And I know Seer's probably listening to this. So Seer, if you're listening, please have mercy on me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I bought a Tesla. It's like, you know, Elon Musk is crazy. And the Tesla is an amazing car so far. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But um, listen, man. Um, Shoot. <laughs> what what else? What else can we talk about? Um, you know, I was in uh, NorCal for work and I had this big ass rental car, man. This huge truck. It was like a Jeep Gladiator. <laughs> and it's way bigger than the car I drive right now. And I was cruising around town and like every excuse that I had was, hey, it's a rental. <laughs> I'm like, it took me 18 tries to reverse into the spot in this little tiny shopping center. This guy next to me was like, got out of his car, saw me struggling, just shaking his head. And I'm like, pop my head out. I'm like, hey, it's a rental. <laughs> I was like cruising. Like I was like, like stopping power is so slow on these things. Coming up to a red light, there's a lady with a stroller, right? I'm like coming pretty quick. And I like, doesn't break that fast. Like pop out way in the intersection. The lady has to swerve out of the way with a stroller. Pop my head out. I'm like, hey, 
It's a rental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. It's so funny, man. Um, and don't get don't get me wrong. I, this lady wasn't in danger. I just popped out a little bit too far, <laughs> and I, I even popped my head. I said, "Hey, it's a rental." And when I said that, she looked at me and just gave like a little like smile, like, "Yeah, right." And also, nobody, no single man, I don't care, I guess, if you're Shaq, but nobody needs a truck that big. Do you know how many times you see people driving these massive trucks? It's like, yeah, I need that long bed. It's like, what are you, moving a house? Nobody needs that much space. Even people with a normal pickup truck, normal pickup truck, they're using, like, a part of it. You know, I think pickup trucks are the biggest waste of space. Why just, instead of using the bed, why don't you just add a bunch of seats inside? Convert that into like a little home. Like maybe, actually maybe people do to convert their truck bed into like homeless people. They, they convert, their, convert their truck bed into like a, uh, like a little bed situation. It's the size of like a small New York apartment, this truck bed. <laughs> and I, I went to Avis rental car, rental, rent a car, whatever. Shout out Avis. And... I paid like 50 bucks and the guy's like, which car do you want? And I'm like, I thought I paid for economy. <laughs> and he's like, no, he's like, we got this truck, this truck. And I was thinking to myself, eh, it could be fun to have like a truck for a little bit. And then, no, it's not fun. Everything is so much harder for you who drive, for those people who drive trucks. Um, I ask two questions. I say, why and how? <laughs> Unless you're carting around 18, like you have the Brady Bunch, right? You got like nine kids. Or you work in construction, you need like a bed for like all this stuff, or you're homeless. I think those are the three options. If you don't have any of this, it's very irresponsible to drive that. And that thing drinks gas, right? I don't ever pay for gas. When I go to Tesla and I recharge my Tesla, it's like I can drive, I can drive like 300 miles and it's going to cost me like 20 bucks, you know, with the electric charge. Like the rates are pretty good. This Jeep Gladiator, I drove like 50 miles and it was like $70 refill the tank. <laughs> and like engines, people like engines in the car, it's so loud, like, eh, eh, eh. I'm like, what? Why is this so loud? I couldn't even hear. I was listening to a podcast. I was trying to listen to Elon. I was trying to listen to his book. You can't even hear people talk. I had the volume on max just to get, just to hear over the engine. So, listen, people who have, like, engine cars, <laughs> I applaud you. Um, you know, my Tesla, I got back in my, I flew back home yesterday. And my, my, I got back in my Tesla, parked at the airport, and I got in, and I was like, oh, just very quiet. I could hear myself breathing. I could hear my thoughts. I could hear my, I could hear my um, heart beating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I was hoping to give you guys some new updates on NorCal. Like maybe, hey, news from NorCal, things are looking up. Actually, things are much, much worse than last time I was there. Last time I was there was in July. So it's been four months. And it's dangerous, man. I had like, I had my phone out like with my maps. And I was trying to navigate where to go and like where to visit next. And like there'd be people walking with their, like, their hands in their pocket they're like the full ski mask. It wasn't even it wasn't even cold out. People were in full ski mask. It was like 75 degrees in the city. 
walking really close to me. I had to like kind of like shield myself. But at the same time, when you do that, you're you're the asshole, right? You're like, oh, this guy, this guy's like scared of us. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not scared. I just don't take my phone. It's got this new Android phone. I don't want people, somebody to take out fifteen hundred dollars. I don't want somebody to take it and run. You don't know. You don't know what people are capable of. So NorCal, a lot of um, weird activity in all in all parts, right? Um, there was this homeless guy. I walked out of this this bar that I was visiting the uh, I was visiting them for my work. I popped out of this bar, and there's a homeless guy right there. And he said, "Any help?" And I said, "Sorry, sorry, I don't have cash." And he says, "I wasn't looking for cash." And in my head, I'm like, "Okay," I just kept walking. And I mean, what are you looking for? You want like a, you want a chimichanga? You know what I mean? I, you want a you know you want a torta? <laughs> like, what do you want, dude? So, um, listen, part of me is like, what do we do? Another part of me is like, what's happening, man? Um, you know, homeless people are like taking over San Francisco. Um, people smoking crack casually out there, as Dave Chappelle said. I've never seen crack smoke so casually. Um, oh, I mean, I almost forgot. Um, I saw somebody smoking a pipe. I don't know if it's crack or not. I don't do research on drugs. All I know is like bongs and like, joints and stuff right at this point i'm like oh that's cool right you know he's just uh he's just a, a fan of marijuana that's fine but that it was a pipe i don't know what that was right but i was walking so um i took the bart right which is an underground rail system in san francisco i took that to my hotel from the airport got out of the out of the bart and i i turned the corner and i kid you not there's a gentleman, a homeless gentleman, I imagine. And he, his pants, he's, he's semi-squatting against a brick wall. And he's, his back pants are down. So his, his, his front's covered, but like his, you can tell his, his butt's out. Because um, his pants are kind of lowered. And he is pushing out a turd. Right in front of me. I'm like, I'm like San Francisco, this is crazy, man. I pop out of the station. I see a guy taking a dump on the brick. I, I see him, we make eye contact briefly, he's pushing, he's struggling, and I, I turn, my heart stops. It's like when I used to see the Chucky, the cover of Child's Play, Brock Blockbuster, my heart stopped, paralyzed in fear. <laughs> paralyzed in fear. And then I turn, I start walking, and there's a cop right there, like dealing with another homeless person. I'm like, I, I wanted to tap the cop in the shoulder, he probably would have like shot me. I wanted to tap the cop in the shoulder and be like, hey, you got another issue over there doo-doo you got a doo-doo issue you know get the get the paper towels get the get the sani get the bag get the little baggies you got it you know they probably don't even they don't probably don't even care everywhere you walk in san francisco there's gonna be residue of shit on your bottom of your shoe it's crazy but hey you know you can't you can't single out san francisco i mean i i ballerina i performed like a, a ballerina on a human shit in san diego as well so Listen, California, anywhere you go in the downtown areas, it's going to just be filled with piss and shit. <laughs> and pardon my language, but that's just the reality you live in, you know? Like, I want to live in, I want to live in, like, Charlotte, right? Like, I heard it's very clean there. I want to live in, like, Seattle. I want to live, kind of live, want to live somewhere where it rains a lot. I feel like where it rains a lot, it, like, renews the world. And what they should do, it's like, oh, we got a storm coming on. Let's just throw some like, 
Sani, like some Sani powder, sanitizing powder, all over. Just have helicopters drop it all over downtown. So when it rains, it just hits the sanitizing powder, liquefies, and just cleans out everything. And everything goes to the sewers. But then it's going to like kill all the rats, right? Like all the... <laughs> if you just spray Sani powder, it goes on all the trees and stuff. That would suck. You just got to aim for like... You got to aim for like the streets, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's it's wild up there, man. Uh, I was in Santa Cruz, though. Santa Cruz is nice. You get, like, the you get like the hippie homeless people down there. They're like, hey, man, how are you? Like, can you help me with, like, an espresso? And I'm like, are you just a surfer? I, I'm like, I thought you were homeless. You're just a surfer. <laughs> They're so liberal out in Santa Cruz. You know, but it's a, it's a small, beautiful little town. Um, they got little neighborhoods and the beach is pretty cool and the weather's pretty temperate. Um, so yeah, Santa Cruz is cool. Shout out to Verve Coffee Roasters. I used to sell their product. Um, just great coffee. I used to go to the one in West Hollywood. It's still there. I just don't go there that often. Um, but I went to the original location. They're based out of Santa Cruz. I was there, um, yesterday morning. It was just, I make, it's just a beautiful cafe, great food, um, great sitting situation to get some work done. And of course, great coffee. So um, big fan of them. Shout out. Um, as you guys know, I'm a coffee boy. Um, but it's funny. Like I was also thinking, you know, you have a lot of free time. I'm driving a lot. I'm on a lot. I'm on flights, right? Well, a flight there and a flight back. But I got to thinking, right? Like I work in sales. I work in sales. It's great. But I also, you never think about the salesmen who sell the things you don't even think about. And I'm not talking about, you know, like construction or like construction supplies or like pharmaceuticals. I'm talking about like, there's a guy who works for like Heinz Ketchup. That's probably a good gig. If you work for Heinz Ketchup and mustard, you're everywhere. You're on, you've cornered the market. You're winning. But imagine like, you're like, hey, you know, like, damn it, we need to get Carl's Jr. We need to get that chain. And they're using some other like third party brand. It's not Heinz ketchup. But you work for Heinz and you gotta get those little ketchup packets. Imagine that deal. It's just funny. Like I people don't think about it, but I do when I work in sales. You know, I, I sell I sell frozen cocktails. So that's random, right? But like people are selling little ketchup packets. Or even like you know, my hotel, right? Some company won that bidding war. The soaps, the shampoo, the conditioner, it's all the same brand most of the time. They have a little lotion. Think about that presentation. <laughs> They're going in to meet with like the vice president of Hilton, right? The VP of Hilton. And they're like, hey, what's up? My name's Sammy Salamander. <laughs> and here is my presentation. Uh, each room is going to include a little, we're going to include the towelette with your lotion, your conditioner, your shampoo, and your body wash. All travel size, 0 0.5, 0 0.05 cents a unit. That's going to save you $300,000 this upcoming year. Let's sign on it. Let's shake on it. Can we get a deal? Can I close you in? <laughs> All the sales terms, all the sales lingo. Can I lock you in at that price? All right. 
I'm going to transfer you now. I'm going to lock you in at that prize. I'm going to send over the contract. Please circle back when you review the documents. Let's land this plane, guys. <laughs> I used to work for Coca-Cola. It's like corporate, corporate mumbo-jumbo all the time. They'd be like, we'd be on the conference call. They'd be like, guys, we'd be down a lot of money. We'd, like, we'd be down so much compared to like last year, last quarter. They'd be like, guys, we're experiencing some economic headwinds. <laughs> I'd be rolling my eyes in the corner. I'm like, who talks like this? Hey, like my, my boss would be like, let's write this ship. I'm like, what? Let's land this plane, Drew. They call it, they, they don't call you your first name. They call you only by your last name. Hey, Macias, let's call, let's, let's, uh, let's close this. Let's close this deal. Let's land this plane. Let's battle through these tumultuous, uh, this tumultuous waves and set sail. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm making shit up now. I'm like, dude, uh, and like, also think about it too. It's like, hey, what's up? My name's Sammy Salamander, and I sell salsa. Just, how the hell are you? <laughs> Our salsa's got, I like, listen, I've never been like this. Maybe like my first ever year of sales when I was like 19. But like the people, the salespeople who don't understand hints, They'll just keep talking even though there's no interest. They'll pop in, they'll pop in and be like, hey, how are you? I know I'm taking up a little bit of your time, but I wanted to chat with you about your salsa. Uh, currently, may I ask a question? What salsa are you guys currently using right now? <laughs> and then the people are like, well, I'm using, well, okay. Well, ours got onion cilantro, a little bit of jalapeno dice, garlic powder, which really does stand out. I've had I've had what you guys are offering before, and let me tell you, it's just not as good as ours. I think the jalapeno is the difference. We are a little bit more aggressive on the price point, and I can get that price down for you. Can I lock you in? <laughs> I've never been like that, but I've been around people who do that, and sometimes it's an art form. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, it's major cringe. You're like, dude, they don't want this stuff, man. And you said you're going to take up a minute of your time. You're out here 10 minutes deep in this conversation. They've checked out. They're not interested. And the more you spoke, the less they wanted to work with you. <laughs> Get a hint, dude. You can't just start blabbering on all about the benefits of your product, but they don't even want to hear. Just let them talk about what they want. Let them talk. Rule number one in sales, listen. Listen. Speak very minimally, and when you speak, make sure it's it counts. Don't just say, hey, my name's Sammy Salamander. I work for Mumbo Jumbo Sales, and I sell salsa. <laughs> it's wild, man. I even get I, I even get emails, and they're so impersonal. I'm like, nobody in their right mind is going to read this email. It's, it's a template, and it's long. It's like a full novella. I get the email and people think that like I, for my company, people think I'm in charge of like packaging. They have no idea. So A, they don't even vet to see if this is the right person they're sending an email to. But it'll say like, hi, Drew M. <laughs> it's like, have you ever considered switching your package sales? And then it like, it has that intro quip, right? And then it just goes into paragraphs about all the benefits their company does. 
and all the things they can do. And it says, please let me know if you like you're available this week for an online demo. And in my head, I'm like, this reeks, reeks of just like disingenuous, robotic, auto send, and I'm never going to respond to it. So salespeople really need to do a better job. You know, I should be a sales coach, man. Drew Messiah, sales coach. And to be honest, just have a conversation with someone. Let them know you're there. You're messing up their time. I'm never going to be the person who's going to be like, oh, mu, 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 mu. I'm going to go in there and say, hey, how you doing? Um, I'm just dropping in. I wanted to see if I can help you guys. You know, I wanted to see if I can help your guys' business. Here's what I do. Here's what I offer. Here's how you access it. Um, are you interested? And a lot of times they'll just be like, yeah, you know, what? you know, okay, well, this and this and this. And they'll kind of, they'll ask more questions. Say, yeah, well, what are you guys looking for? Da, 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 da. And I say, listen, I'm not here to jam a product. I'll even say that. I'm not here to jam a product down your throat. I'm here to understand, to see if my product makes sense for you guys. And if you guys never thought about it, let me show you how it can help. Right? So, man, it, it puts everything in perspective when I go on some of these business trips, right? I'm, I'm talking about, my my company nonstop, nonstop from like the time I land until the time I go to sleep for like three straight days, <laughs> sending emails, calling people, hanging out with distributors, hanging out with suppliers, hanging out at accounts. It's just nonstop. But I love it, man. I love it. Um, so that was my week, man. I was in NorCal. I got to see my mom. My mom lives in San Jose, Cupertino area. That's where like the Apple headquarters is. Um my mom's always, my mom's always great. She's always like, you're still doing the honey. You're still doing the honey. You're still doing the podcast, honey. I'm like, yeah. She's like, why? <laughs> no, that's just a bit, guys. My mom doesn't even know I do a podcast. I didn't have the heart to tell her because I honestly think she might have that reaction. So it's not completely fake, but she's never, she's never like shot down a podcast if I brought it up to her. Um, I think she she has a, some social media. I don't know what she uses. Actually, I don't think she uses social media anymore. I think I got her an Instagram account like three years ago. And then she, um, I'm like, hey, follow me, follow me. She, I, it's like the one person she followed. And then I think she just deleted the app. Probably took too much space up on her phone. She's like, I don't even use this. But <laughs> um, it was good to see her. I don't see her enough. Um, you know, I'm a mama's boy. I got my mom's name yatted on me. I got my mom's name and the Vegas Golden Knights logo yatted on me. You know what I do want to get? Um, I do want to get Felix the Cat yatted on me because um, I love Felix the Cat. Every time I used to watch his cartoons or every time I think about him, he's just like very like he's a lot of mel melancholy and uh, he's very like mischievous. But he's also kind of sweet and he likes beer. So uh, Felix the Cat might be my next artwork that's going to go on my arm. Who knows anymore, dude? I might get a face tattooed just right under my eyes. Just like, what up? Under my left eye, it's going to say what? And under my right eye, it's going to say up. And then like under my under my bottom lip, like on like my chin, it's going to say bro. Like, what up, bro? <laughs> And then on my back, it's going to be like in Sanskrit. It's going to say like, like, how the hell are you? In quotations. Sammy Salamander, how are you? <laughs> I think that's why I vibe so much with the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 
There's an episode where uh, Dennis and Mac um, are trying to sell a house. And then they try to do um, basically good cop, bad cop. Um, they're Vic Vinegar and Hugh Honey. <laughs> and they try to like battle each other um, as they're selling houses. It's so funny. Uh, I love I love Always Sunny, man. We watch that. Uh, my girlfriend and I watch that every night before we go to sleep. We just put it on and we fall asleep to it. And guess what? We have great dreams and great sleeps sleeps my sleep score is crazy guys i'm like high 80s sometimes 90s i'm like 80 i i'm like 80 flirting with 90 i'm like 89 flirting with 90 on my sleep score guys a lot of rem sleep a lot of deep sleep i'm like a bear i'm like a bear cub is that what bears (laughs) i'm like making a bird noise on a bear no i hibernate though man but the last few nights, whenever I travel, I sleep so poorly. It's insane. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, um, if you guys travel for work. But you think, like, oh, I'm going to a hotel. It's a king-size bed on a pillow-top mattress. I'm going to sleep like a king tonight. No. I sleep so poorly. I'm like, hot. I'm cold. AC is really loud, just blasting the room. It's like 60 degrees inside. And then the AC stops in the middle of the night. You're like, what? It's like stuffy. You hear homeless people fighting. You're like, whoa. You know, it's like world star outside the hotel. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. I just can't sleep. I don't know if like a lot, a lot of stuff's running in my mind. I feel like every day, every time I travel, I'm like doing so much work and talking to so many people. I can't turn my brain off, you know? So mix that. And then whenever I go to visit my mom, she doesn't have a guest bedroom. She just has like, the couch in the living room, which is the couch isn't as long as my body. So my legs have to pop out over the side or I have to like sleep in like a, um, I have to like pull my legs in and kind of sleep at an angle. Right. Um, so that's never the most comfortable. I'm not complaining. It's fine. And I don't have to pay anything. I have to pay for a hotel. Um, it's just, you know, like getting back to my own bed with my own pillow. Cause I have a special pillow. I have one of those pillow cubes because I sleep on my side and it like adjusts your neck and like I need that. I should just bring that wherever I go. It's just the problem is it's massive, right? I need like I need to like check that bag on <laughs> if I were to travel on the plane. So um, yeah, man, like I travel, you know, a decent amount. Um, but uh, I had a I had a chance to go to the Golden State Warriors game on Wednesday against the Kings. That was a great game. I didn't I wasn't deciding I didn't decide to go until way last minute. It was like the game started at seven. It was like five forty five, and I was at an account nearby. And I'm like, should I go? Like, why not? Why not? I was waiting. I had one ticket. I was waiting for the ticket price to go down. It was around the seventy dollar range, and I waited until like six ten. And that single ticket went all the way down to like $41. So I'm like, I'm going. Bought it, went through, and then the game was insane. Back and forth, back and forth. Clay Thompson with the buzzer beater to win. I'm a Lakers fan, but still going to Golden State Warriors game, seeing Steph and Clay and Draymond, and like it's a it's a it's a fun vibe. I don't like saying that word that often, but it's it's there's good energy in the building. It's fun to go to. They, the arena is beautiful, and every seat's like pretty good. You can see everything really clearly. So, 
Um, that was super fun. And I, I think I made the right decision to go because what, what, what else would I've done? Go to another account, go to my hotel and sleep. So, um, that was awesome. And I think that we are at that time. We've reached 60 minutes of pure listening pleasure. You're welcome. <laughs> now it's fun for me. It's always fun for me to, to talk, um, to chat, to say stupid jokes. We're experimenting. We, we've survived another experiment, right? So without further ado, I want to say thank you all for listening, for all the new listeners. Spotify lets me know that I have new engaged listeners, so thank you. Um, somehow, some way, one person at a time, we are building up this podcast. <laughs> and I'm getting a lot of people, I'm, I'm making a lot of people pissed off. People with prominent podcasts, I start hearing them. They're like, anybody could do a podcast. People are just creating a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm a threat to you. Because guess what? We all have ears. We all have time in a day. There's only so much time in the day. And you guys dedicate time to listen to this. It's awesome, man. I I, I can't thank you enough. So um, with that being said, you've listened to another episode of Ice Pod, and you are an official Ice Gungian. That's my society. It's my secret society that nobody else knows about, unless you, listener. So I love you, and I will talk to you hopefully next week, unless I am decimated by a bus. <laughs> talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.